Podcast City Network. The Everett Lee Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Everett Lee Show on this Wednesday night here on Podbeam Live. I'm the Everett Lee. I want to give a quick shout out to everyone who follows me on social media, Facebook, Everett Lee Show, Twitter, at the Everett Laura Score Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee, YouTube, Everett Lee. And of course, Podcast City Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. Go ahead and follow them over on podcastcity.net. Hit them up on Facebook, Podcast City Network, Twitter, at Podcast City Net. And you can listen to portions of past and present audio podcast of the Everett Lee Show on the following platforms on iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Amazon Music, and right here on Podbeam. And want to give a shout out to everyone on this May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars fans. So let's get into this conversation tonight with my guest. A few weeks ago, I was on his podcast and had a great time at being a guest, being in the hot seat and being interviewed by my guest tonight. So I wanted to return the favor and get him on the Everett Lee show. And it was going to be a great episode. My guest tonight is none other than the owner of the IWEP Network. I want to welcome to the program tonight, Mr. Anthony Blackwell Jr. What is going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good. May the 4th be with you, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you. not only did you bring uh, a me on, but probably the, the least biggest Star Wars fan of all time on May the 4th, but I'm going to hopefully change that very soon with uh, a spinoff podcast that we're doing in, in the near future where I'm going to have a giant Star Wars fan uh, and we're going to chronologically watch every Star Wars movie and he's going to break it down to, for me and we're going to, like like a small child, like The Office, when Michael Scott says, okay, explain this to me like I'm 10 years old and uh, we're going to go through the whole thing. So hopefully, by the next time we talk, I will be uh, I will be fully versed in the Star Wars universe. But thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, man. It's an honor. I, I definitely did have a good time on your podcast there interview interviews with everyday people and i've been tuning in here for a while i think ever since i seen you on deathmatch russell podcast when you were on there that's when i found out about you thanks to uh, david c russell and listening to the conversation you guys had was great and i started tuning in i started following and liking all the shows on the iwep network and I started following them. I started tuning in when you guys have live shows because I enjoy I enjoy the not cool in high school because I love the pop culture discussions, which is my wife. My wife is cheering in the background because that's the show she's on. So yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys got great chemistry on there. You do, and with your with your uh, guest co-host that you have on there. You guys, you guys, it's one of my favorite ones because of everything you talk about, because discuss, which I'm into, and the Tornado Tag podcast, talking about wrestling. That's that one is, of my- that is the only podcast that I have that is currently ranked, so I'm glad you enjoy that one. <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. I, I love just a different variety of what you do with your shows on your network, man. And I just want to, one thing I never got to ask, and I don't even think I've heard you mention this on any other podcast you've been on, but what made you start IWEP Network? What made you start that? So the, the network essentially just became a place that I can just lump sum all of the podcasts I was doing into a place. And then it kind of like grew its own legs as, a, as an actual network by, by uh, a few of my local friends who then started the podcast game. Um, I'm not saying I'm the trendsetter, but there wasn't a lot of podcasts, especially in my local area, until I really started, until I pulled the trigger on it. So and a lot of people will come on the show. I would teach them a couple episodes on what equipment to get and how to do things and what to use. And then they went on to start their own podcast. So then it kind of turned into, all right, well, maybe we could put us all in one spot because if it made everything universally easy to find all the shows, we can prom help promote each other and get it out there. So that's kind of how the network came about. Um, but yeah, so it just essentially came by, came by just me doing, at one point in time, I think seven different shows. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to five. So I'd have cut ties with two shows. Um, but yeah, I was up to seven shows and it was, uh, and still working a 48 hour week job. I'm not getting paid to podcast as of yet. I don't want to say it'll never happen because that's bad juju, bad karma. Uh, my friend Kelly would yell at me for that. So I, I will say that uh, yet I am not being paid as a podcaster, but that's the dream, right? That's what we're all doing for this, this for. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know if I brought this up when I was on, when I was on uh, your podcast interviews with everyday people, but Sirius XM put a ad out there for a host for a podcast on their station, on their satellite radio. I applied for it and I got a response back and Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I was excited till I opened up the email. <laughs> and you have to pay them? What? You have to pay them? No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. It's um they, when I opened up the message, the email, it basically said uh thank you for uh applying, but however, we're you are not what we're looking for at this time. So I got the door shut on me. I was like, really? "It ain't over. It ain't over." Listen, I, I, I would, I would love to be on Sirius XM, and, and but at the end of the day, if I wanted to do radio, I would do radio. I think that's where the difference is between a podcast. Like I love Busted Open, but Busted Open podcast is not a podcast. It just clips from a radio show. Um, I guess I you can say the same thing, and I love Busted Open. Dave LaGreca is is fantastic. Uh, somehow we are actual friends on Facebook, and he responds and comments on some of my stuff sometimes, and it blows me away because um, I've honestly never met the guy in person. But he's he's a, he's an inspiration. He's fantastic. So I, I nothing but respect there. But I guess I'm kind of in the same boat because I live stream. So people are like, well, are you a podcaster? Or are you a live streamer? And I think where I would say I'm still a podcaster is you can type me in on a podcast and you're going to still listen to a podcast. Like even though it's a live stream, I still incorporate live stream elements to all of our shows, but I also still stick it so you're still feel like you're listening to a podcast, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. The way I look at when podcasters do live stream, it's another platform or tool or way to reach out to your audience. That's yeah. the way I look at it as. Yeah, I think some t sometimes people live stream just to get it seen, but they don't um, respond to the chat. 
it's more or less it's there as if it, you were listening to the podcast live, which is fine too. But I do like I've always been in, uh, into the responding and, and incorporating that, and it's not easy, especially if you're like a scripted podcast or you have all your notes and you're trying to get all your shit in. Wrestling terms are if I I don't know if we're allowed to curse. I apologize. No filter. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Um, but the uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's where it stands out. And 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 I have I don't know how your experience was being on interviews or tornado tag, but we are very fly by the seat of our pants. But I feel like if you listen back and you're an outside person listening in, we do seem like we're very structured. But the show is completely free form, free form, and and it's there's as little prep as you can imagine on a podcast, but it still sounds like it's, it's, it's done well, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Unless, unless I'm just being naive cause it's my show, but did you feel like listening to shows that you thought we were prepared or did it seem like, how, how did you take that? When I first listened to tornado tag podcast and the opening, how everyone shared some stories and talked about little things, discussed a little, little bit about this or that going on in wrestling. And then you, when you got to like the one thing that you really wanted to stress and discuss with everyone, everyone like tuned in on it. And it pretty much, it flowed really good because I was, I said to myself, I was like, man, he had, Anthony has his shit together. This is great. And everyone just, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm winging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it shows that you got good you got good people with you good chemistry because the, it's like almost like in wrestling you got two people in the ring the other one knows what the other one's going to do it's like uh, your podcast there tornado tag podcast everyone takes a cue and knows when to chime in and put their two cents in and then back out and then it keeps going yeah yeah that's definitely uh, listen um I don't want to take all the credit for the, these shows in this network because I do have a fantastic team. I have very, very knowledgeable people. Um, like I guess that I do a wrestling podcast and I'm probably the least knowledgeable wrestling person on it. Uh, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Like Brian is just an expert. Kelly has been watching so much different styles of wrestling that that I, I didn't think existed. Andy is not only a pro wrestler, but he's been he's been watching since he's a kid, and he had his mind open to so many different avenues of wrestling. Where I was someone who I was I, I would say I was like that pure fan, where I believed everything that was put in front of me. I never read dirt sheets. I never got into that growing up, so I didn't know the behind the scenes things of a lot of stuff. And I'm kind of learning that now. And I think that's a good thing or advice I would give people if they're going to do podcasters on topics. It's, it's okay to, to be vulnerable and let your audience know that you're not an expert. Like It is okay that your show's premise is you are learning. Because I've been very upfront about that for almost all of my shows. Like, I do a beer show. I don't know anything about beer. I just like drinking it. So Who don't? now I'm getting, I'm getting opportunities to go to breweries and meet really, really knowledgeable people in the business. And I'm a complete futz with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not smart. I'm not educated. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I can host. I can, con I can, I can make a conversation. I can, I, can, I can do all the things that need to do to make a podcast, but I lean heavily on my guests or the people around me who are more educated and let them do what they need to do by, by shining. And that's where I think as a whole in this entire network, whether it's tr truth behind illusion, not cool in high school, we all have our strengths. And, and I, if anything, I'm talented at is finding the right people to put in the right spots. You are, you are, you got a great team. You got a great, good, good set of friends, really good friends that you can trust that come in and they can feel that spot there on what, what you don't know, because if that's your weak weakness, you got them right there to be your strength.
and yes. they may be weak in this area and you're there as their strength. So it works out. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, I don't want to say exactly like names or anything, but there's a lot of people on our podcast who doing this podcast or any of the shows have been a huge step out of their comfort zone. And, uh, and, and since doing this for a long time, they've, they found more confidence to be open and speaking. So, so, so I knew that their passion of what they wanted to talk about was there and they know what they're talking about and they are entertaining, even though they don't believe they are. That's where I pick up the slack as the host and make them comfortable and, and throw those softballs so they can just speak on what they're passionate about. And if they're passionate about what they speak about, they're more open to join in on the conversation. Cause if I brought someone in who's an extrovert, doesn't know how to talk, it gets nervous, gets scared. Uh, yeah, sorry, I introvert. Uh, I'm an extrovert. All right. At least I try to be, um, <laughs> I and I try to force them into something they're not going to do. They're going to stay quiet. And, yeah. and I, honestly, as a host with some people on the podcast, I had to learn that as well. Uh, I, I've I've gone through different members, and people have come and gone on the show. And I and I love every single person who has sat down and joined this network and been a part of it. But like I said, it is very difficult. And and one of the biggest things here is the train keeps rolling. Like if we say our to our audience, we're recording every Thursday eight o'clock. We better have a really good reason why we're not going to. And 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 I tell people like. I'm, I don't expect you to take the sacrifices I do, but if you can't make it, that's not a problem. But that, like, I'm going to keep recording. The button's going to get pushed, whether you're, not, whether you're you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all about that consistency. Yeah. Because we, because we weren't very consistent for the first three years of the podcast, and we moved because of jobs and pandemics. Like, oh, the show used to be Tuesday. Now it's this. Now it's that. And I think it was very hard for an audience to dial in. And I think we're getting to that point now where they know, like, oh. It's, two, it's, it's Tuesday. I'm getting one of these two shows. It's Thursday night, Tornado Tag Podcast, Sunday, Banging Beers. Like they're, they're getting to that comfortability, and uh, that, that means a lot to me. Yeah, I, I, wish, I wish I still had that set schedule, but with me working two jobs, one that the schedule just flips, I could be off this day and work that day. Like, like I was supposed to work tonight. I got scheduled to work tonight and I switched with someone so I can pick up my daughter from school and bring her home. And so I could do this tonight because I just, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's adorable for the daughter, but you, you called off work for me. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm joking. I'm, listen, and, and this is, this is something I haven't said on air and I don't even know how I feel about even putting it out there, but like part of it, man, like, dude, I probably our biggest interview we ever had in the network was Thursday night. And I didn't go to a very, very close friend of the family's funeral services because I had one of my biggest interviews of all time. And I felt mentally, I felt like a giant selfish piece of garbage. Like full disclosure, man, podcast wrapped. I got really good compliments from the person we interviewed as well as the team. I was very excited. And then after everyone left, I went upstairs and I, I, I broke down because I felt like, like, and it was a moment for me doing this because I know like a lot of people are like, Oh, you're, you're, you know, get a job. Don't do this. Being in a band or a podcast is stupid. There's no money there, but you don't tell bands who feel like they're, they can do that, that you can't, you can't hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when I went upstairs, I, I just said to myself, like, if you're going to make these sacrifices and miss these family events and time away from your friends and your family and your wife, like this has to work. Like I, I I'm just in that mindset that, it's failure is not an option and I'm going to grind until it isn't, you know, but, uh, yeah, dude, I totally get it. Making sacrifices is not easy and you're not less of a, a create an artist if you're not willing to do them. Um, 
but also give respect to the ones who are willing to. You know what I mean? Like, listen, right. I get a job is important. Um, I, I, I've been bouncing around trying to find the right jobs to suit my hours here. Like, I can go make more money, but I'm going to have to work a Saturday and then I miss all my wrestling shows. If I don't go to wrestling shows, I don't get the opportunities like the big guests we had on the show last week. So it's just like, do I make a couple bucks less in my personal life and sacrifice not getting the brand new thing I want? Or do I chase the stream of podcasting? And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not an easy choice to, to figure out. Oh, I'm no. fortunate enough to not have children and, and, uh, uh, or, 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 and, and fortunate enough to have a wife who is ride or die, who says like, yo, go do your thing. You know what I mean? And I, and yeah, I can't, I, I, I'm not the only one making sacrifices is what I'm saying. And I, and I can't allow this to not be a success at some point in time. Right. Yeah. Like, like tonight, right before I got a hold of you, my my phone went off, and I I was in the other room, and I said to myself, I said, "Is he video calling me right now?" So I walked in here and looked, and it was my wife, and I answered it, and I had this look on my face, and she when she seen the look on my face, the first thing thing, thing she said was, "Oh yeah, you got a show tonight." I'm like, "Mm hmm." And she said, oh, I forgot. I, I just wanted to, you know, let you know. And we, we talked there for a minute and stuff. And uh, and then she she said, I love you. Have a great show. And she jumped off. And uh, it was it was a good little quick conversation there. And I've I've had her back in the past when I did ELS Uncut. I'd have her. I, I pulled her on a few times and it was some great conversations that she got into and stuff, but she didn't want to be, she don't like being on camera. So I had her mm -hmm. off camera. You can hear her, hear her, but you can't see her when yeah. I would have her on. That's, that's a fun gimmick, man. Yeah. People are like, who is, it? who is, it? who is, it? yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. I, I, like I said, for almost four years of this, uh, going into the fourth year is the first, first, first time I really pulled my wife in on it. Like, and I want her to be part of it. But once again, I can do it with complete strangers or my friends and, and make and, and drop their comfortability. But it was like, how can I do it with my wife who doesn't want to be on camera? She don't like the sound of her own voice, hates everything, but she's very passionate about pop culture and horror movies and all that. Um, so just recently she joined not cool in high school. And then we did our own little side project where it's just me and her and we talk horror movies. And uh, that's, that's one of that. That's kind of it, the, the podcast has almost become our date night because I just don't have time to go out on dates. So <laughs> I hey. get the evil stare, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you're spending, you're spending time together. You're spending time together, which is great. Yeah. And, and it's stuff that she's into and stuff and, and watching not cool in high school. I, I think she's great. I think you guys have got great chemistry together, man. You guys yeah, are great. Bad for our first solo episode recently, the horror one. I thought it went really well. Nice. Nice. We actually just got like the the, uh, the the props. I can give you. Uh, people can't visually see this, but yeah. I just got the props. Ooh. We're going to be doing carry next, so I got a double pack. It's the new carry and the original carry. And oh, okay. We're going to do a cool little thing where we're going to uh, collect Funko Pops. Because remember how I told you, I, 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 I so I'll tell your audience. Um, but we talked about on my podcast. One of the things I did to start this journey is. I, I, I'm very inspired by Kevin Smith and uh, Kevin Smith to make clerks. He sold all of his comic books and everything he truly, truly loved to front the money to get the camera equipment and everything he needed to spend, like to get the money to make his first movie. And, and now he could probably go back and buy all those comics on top of it because he was willing to let go of something he cared about to, to, uh, to fund something else. So, Sorry, I had the beer burps. Um, so <laughs> I sold all of my podcast, um, all of my pops and all of my collectible stuff to 
get like to start this project. So I lost a lot of my collectibles. Um, and that means a lot to me because psycho- psychologically, I had a house fire as a kid and I oh. lost my entire childhood. So I think mentally, I have a hard time not letting go of a lot of my childhood because I never had a chance to physically let go. It was kind of like, oh, remember all your action figures and your wrestling buddies and all your wrestling childhood? Gone. It's all gone. You'll never get any of that back again. So I go to wrestling shows and I see action figures. I'm like, oh, I used to fucking own those. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> so long story short, the fir- I, we, we're going to start on the horror show. We're going to start collecting the pops or nice. some type of pop culture or our DVD collection of whatever movie we're watching. So um, one of our first ones. I still have to order the Evil Dead one, but we got our carry pop. So that's going to be a kind of a thing where I can get back the things I sold for the podcast, but also do it in a way where we were both attached to it because they're like, oh, there's the carry pop. We did that episode. So it's it's a little fun thing for us to uh, to do. Yeah, that's cool. I, hope I, 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 I answered your original question because we went on a really crazy <laughs> side tangent. It's OK. It happens, man. It happens. It's a podcast, man. It happens. But you mentioned Kevin Smith. I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. Back in 1994, when I first heard about this movie called Clerks. I said to myself, I said, I saw a advertisement for it on TV. And I said to myself, I said, what the hell is this? And I was taken in by Jane Silent Bob. And then a year later, I got to see the movie and I loved it. I said to myself, I was like, this is cool. I watched it like a bunch of times. And then I one night when I went to watch it, it was the uh, director's cut with the original ending. And I, just, I was like, oh, man, I just was marking out over this shit, man, because I, I just thought it was great. And then the first DVD I actually bought was Mallrats. When DVDs, yeah. when I when I got a PS2, I, I said to myself, I got a PS2. I can't remember the first game I bought for it, but I can tell you the first DVD because remember, remember PS2s had the yep. DVD player. I was like, I'm going to get a movie. So I was looking around. I looked at all these good movies I could have got. But the one thing that stuck out was Mallrats. And I still own that. I still own that uh, DVD. But you ever see the Clerks cartoon? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I seen that stuff, man. I, I loved it. I loved it. And my wife's from New Jersey and she lived right down the road for Red Bank at, from the, you know, Jay and Silent Bob's. Yeah. And we were supposed to go to it when we were up there and we never did go. And I said to myself, I said to my wife on her way coming back to Florida, I was like, we didn't go someplace I wanted to go. And she said, where? I said, Red Bank. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. They, and, have, uh, they, have, the tele- they have that and they have the Tell Them Steve Dave store. Where, because Walt left the secret stash and now he has his own store. No, he does. Yeah. Okay. I did watch. It was great. I I know. I just love, I love Kevin. The fact that he, uh, once again, another huge inspiration. And like the reason, like he did this and he's like, you know what? I, he made connections like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and all these huge actors. But he also said like, I'm going to stay true to my friends. Like I want to keep, I want to take my friends on this journey. And, uh, that's like I said, man, I, I love Kevin Smith. Yeah, he he did. He yeah, he made those connections like with uh, chasing Amy, him and Ben Affleck. I think there's a story where they they like they sh- I forgot how many weeks or days they shot chasing well, it started with Jersey Girl. What Jersey Girl was how he first met Ben. Was it? Yep. 
I think Jersey. I could be wrong. I think Jersey no. Girl was before Chasing Amy. Jersey, no, actually, Jersey Girl came later on because was it? Yeah, Ben Affleck was in Chasing Amy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I definitely know he was in Chasing Amy. I love Chasing yeah. Amy, but I thought Jersey Girl was first. No, I. You, I I'll, I'll submit. You win. <laughs> <laughs> well, pull it up uh, real quick. I see you got your phone there. Pull it up. Yeah, just I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pull it up real quick while you're talking. Yeah, I what the story I heard about with Chasing Amy was. I forget how many weeks or days they did. They chasing Amy was first. You're right. Mall, oh. uh, well, he uh, he was also on Mallrats, and that came first. Yeah, Mallrats. Mall yeah, yeah, yeah. He so was. He was wrong. Mallrats was first. So we both lose. <laughs> yeah. If it was trivia, we both lose. Yeah, Jersey Girl was 2004. Yeah, we he him and him and Ben Affleck. I think they spent time playing the. Uh, uh, what the hell was it? Sega Genesis, they were playing the ice hockey on Sega Genesis in between, you know, filming that movie there, which I thought was pretty cool. And I liked how he had like Jason Lee in the, in, you know, his movies there. And then, you know, Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. Yeah, definitely Stanley. <laughs> Could you imagine landing that? Like, you grew up and you're a giant comic book nerd and you make movies, and Stanley's like, I like you enough. I'll show up on your stuff. And you're like, what is life? And this is before, like, <laughs> Marvel blows up, you know what I mean? Like that's sick. Yeah. What I what I liked about Mallrats is the one-liners in that and just some of the, the shenanigans that went on and everything. I you I ever, thought, you ever you ever stink palm somebody? <laughs> I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did it to a uh, back in the day. Um I was 18 years old working my first retail job and one of the guys there, one of the bosses, he, he actually, I did it twice. <laughs> I first did it when I was 18. I, I did some chocolate pretzels. Yep. And he ate them and uh, he didn't come to work for a couple of days. I'll just say that. <laughs> and then the second time I did it, um, I did it later on in life when I was in my late twenties, thirties, I was like, I'm going to stink palm this person. And I, I, I did it, but I did it without the chocolate chocolate pretzels enough to where basically when uh, he got his fingers in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. He was he was gone for about three days <laughs> and he came back and he's like, it must have been something I ate. And he didn't realize, you know, he got stink palmed. <laughs> Yeah, I Joke, I jokes did, on you, bud. <laughs> I did that. It's funny just looking back at it there, but I, I, you know what I've been enjoying the most here this week since my wife's been on vacation, spending time with my daughter. She, me, and her, been watched in the last few days all five Jurassic Park movies. She wanted to Ooh. see them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she wanted to see him. She liked the fourth one because of blue. She liked blue. She okay. She loved it, and she. I didn't see. I know I did see it. I was gonna say I didn't see the last one. Fallen Kingdom. I, I, now I remember I did. Yeah, when the island blows up because of volcano. Yeah, she 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 was. We we just finished that one tonight. She was crying with the dinosaurs, and I said, "Don't worry, sweetie." I was holding holding her, and I said, "Don't worry." I said, "They saved a lot of dinosaurs," and she's like, "But they didn't go back to get that one." 
yeah. she was i was just like and she was scared of that new raptor man she was but she got all excited and happy when blue came in and was kicking his ass man yeah it's crazy because like it's so cool to to take on like i have a brother who's 11 years uh my younger and uh i just remember like turning him on to movies that he obviously wasn't alive for or even ones that someone turned on to me so it's like oh this is this movie i really really care about because someone who i cared about showed me it and then you pass it on to somebody else it's such a it's such a cool feeling with pop culture and cinema and video games to kind of be like oh man i used to play this game you should try it or you should watch this tv show or you should check out this movie it is really cool to open up someone else's eyes to a piece of content that uh that they weren't even around for when it was made Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. when I especially watching the first Jurassic Park, Anthony, the the scene with the T Rex and the guy in the toilet, <laughs> I covered. She covered her eyes, or actually, no, she didn't cover her eyes for that part, and she like screamed and held a like jumped in my lap because of that. And then when my wife, my wife came, I guess she was in the other room, and she ran in there. She said, "Mommy." That T-Rex ate that guy off the toilet and just started <laughs> laughing. But yeah. she really got she got scared. She did get scared in the fourth one with with the hybrid. She did really get scared of that one. And I think the uh, the hybrid raptor in the last one on Fallen Kingdom, that kind of really scared her a lot. But she liked she she loved blue. She loves blue. She she thinks blue is like the coolest. You know, I was like, that's that's neat, man. Because I'm gonna have to yeah. try to get her for her birthday, get her a blue action figure. I'm gonna have. No, they're to. out there. You can definitely get them. Yeah, and the new I, movie's coming out. It'll yeah, you'll be able to get it. Yeah, I I mean, I've been following that. I've been following that franchise since '93. I remember going to the theaters to see it when I was like 14, 13, when it first came out, and when. Uh, just the T-Rex roar in the theater, man. It just, it was crazy because the theater I went to seeing it at, I mean, it was loud hearing the T-Rex and seeing it on the big pretty screen. Girl, but pretty girl. when the Hunter, yes. <laughs> and then we, I, I went back to that same theater and that same year they had the Dennis the Menace movie. So we were in there watching Dennis the Menace and all of a sudden you can hear like this, you know noise next door and people's looking and someone said what's that and someone you can hear someone loud saying oh that's Jurassic Park it was shaking the theater next door that was mm-hmm. like wow this is nuts but I'm I, I enjoyed the franchise I enjoyed it because of just the storytelling of the like each one it like the story evolved but the, with the new one coming out, bringing in like the new cast and the old cast together, I mean that's that's great. You know, having Doctor that's, Gr- that's the move now. The move is the scratch and nostalgic. Everyone's trying to do it. Yeah, you, you're. St- I mean, Star Wars just did it. Bring the old with the new, and then and then officially pass that torch. I think when I think that Hollywood's starting to figure out that people look up to franchise more is if the cast from the original one officially pass the torch to the new one. Then everyone's like, okay, now I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you just try to change everything right away, if you don't nail it, uh, it, 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 it it's going to get crapped on. It, exactly. I, I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife did great with it they they did great i love the story how i cried like a baby in the theater for that oh man it was the story was so great i i i know harold rames he passed away so 
I know uh, it was fun fact. We booked that movie before before it was uh, anything was talked about it. So on Knockwood High School, when they announced that there's going to be a new Ghostbusters movie, we essentially fan wrote the movie, and we were pretty close of how like it went down in real life. Oh no way! Yeah, we mm-hmm. we said we would because Harold's gone. We would do something where Harold's good grandkids come and find his stuff and then are like like there was some wacky things we put out there were like at his funeral so we talked about that but like there's some things we were completely wrong on but the idea of like his grandkids would be the next generation then having the old ghostbusters there and, and them learning about it like that's kind of we we kind of nailed it but they i mean see spoiler alert the cgi they did to put him back in the movie was was uh boy that was uh that was something yeah, that that was that 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 actually brought a tear to my eye right there. And my wife, she was sitting there watching it and even my daughter, she she loved it. She loved the car and she loved I guess, you know, them chasing the, you know, the Slimer ghost through the town, which I thought I wish was, it was I wish I I hope they legit bring back Slimer. Yeah, I I I do too. I I hope I hope they I hope they do. And I I just I just enjoyed like the nostalgia, like Scream Five. I watched that recently. Oh, I I I love the story to that because it was a good twist to the story. Did you ever see that? I watched half of it and fell asleep. But like, oh. I, but I told my wife my prediction, and I was I was half right. So I I had to go back and see the other half. Dude, best death scene: the kitchen. <laughs> I love that. I. I try. I, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. Yeah, getting shot and lit. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. bad, man. That was cool how they did that. But it, I, I think what was like to me was like gruesome and just like you know, kind of like shocked me was when the deputy mom that was in the fourth one they brought her back for the fifth one when she was running straight to the house. And I didn't expect it. I should have expected it. But when Ghostface came out and just like just right there in the middle of daylight on the sidewalk, just I was like, oh, my God, I just it just made me chill for a minute because just out of nowhere, I'm not, you know, getting shanked right there in the middle of daylight and just yeah, <laughs> yeah scream, scream is probably for me and my wife. Uh, we always say it's our favorite horror movie. That's our number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, the second one. When the when the second one was about to come out, I think that's when like the internet was really starting to get out there at that time, and apparently the script got leaked, and a lot of people went to see it, and a lot of people didn't because they found out who the killer was or killers, and they they kind of kept it they kept it tight lipped for the third one because they didn't want to make that same mistake because. Yep. They didn't want, you know, what, who the, you know, killer or killers were going to be in the third one. But that was one of the first ones I remember there because I remember hearing about, yeah, the, the, the script got leaked online and everyone's looking at it and you could find it any place and people reading it were like, oh, really? Billy Loomis's mother? Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like talking about nostalgia. I did like how uh, Skeet Ulrich did come back, you know, for the fifth one, the, you know, with the, uh, you know, you know, doing, pulling that character off again there. But I loved the effects, making him look like 
he was back in you know 1997 which i uh-huh. i think it's great what they can do with stuff like that in hollywood there for example like in uh the uh mandalorian when they brought luke in you know it's mark hamill it is but it they made him look like he did back in the you know a you know young skywalker yeah it, it's pretty fun that um they initially put it in and people were like that looked terrible and then some guy went on the internet and said, oh, I can do that, but I can make it look better. And he did it. And Disney was like, uh, you're hired. And then they they, re- they he went in and redid their scene. And so when you now watch it on Disney+, Plus, it's that guy's technology. So essentially, Disney hired him because he pretty much showed the internet that he can do it. No way. I didn't know yeah. about that. That's that's pretty that's pretty amazing, man. I like I like hearing stuff like that. It's like, well, you know what? Anything you do, I could do it better. And then yeah, it's like, like like when the thirteen year old hacked Sony and they gave him a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, crazy, right? It is. It is. It's 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 crazy. It definitely is crazy, crazy times. Take a quick break and when we come back. We'll dive more into the conversation right here. But first, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Keep up with the latest shows and content from Podcast City Network over on podcastcity.net. Follow them on facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork. Twitter at podcastcitynet. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Podcast City Network. On Twitch, Podcast City Network. Podcast City Network. Top source for independent podcasting. Be creative. Be yourself. Whether it's a sticker for your car, a t-shirt for that special someone, or a neck guarder to keep safe during COVID-19, Podcasting Network has you covered. Grab the latest PCN gear today at podcastcity.net slash shop to show your support for your favorite show or shows from Podcasting Network today. Want to start a podcast trying to grow your current show? Podcast City Network is here to help. We currently offer services for social media advertising, marketing, live stream hosting, custom logo designing and branding, transcript services, custom intro and outro videos, audio video editing, press kits, one-on-one consultings, and much more. So don't wait. Contact us today. Podcastcity.net slash services. Head over to the website, fill out the form, get in contact with Podcasting Network. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast but didn't know how? Do you already have a podcast but you don't know how to grow it? Are you trying to find ways to make your podcast profitable? You can learn how to do it here at Podcast City Network. We offer consultant services, tutorial classes to help with learning to better expand your knowledge to grow your show. We also give access to our network of shows to help with cross promotions, guests, and overall reach while becoming a part of our ever-expanding PCN community based on people helping people. The best part is no membership fee. So what are you waiting for? Fill out the contact form below right here over on podcastcity.net slash join now and sign up today. Podcast C Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. You, you kind of 
joked about earlier about paying, you know, it kind of remind me of like, you know, when you've been, when I was talking about Sirius XM, you're talking about like, you have to pay them. It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've been seeing on Facebook, on the feed, all these like companies, like there's a couple companies on there talking about these podcast awards where, you know, put your name in the hat by this deadline. So we want to, you know, we want to uh, recognize the, you know, the best in, you know, quality or some kind of crazy catch line, you know, tagline for podcasting. So I think like single awards and there's like this other one now doing the same damn thing. When you click on there and you click on one of the things, they're like single awards are asking $585 for a, yep. to get your name into a directory and to get your name thrown in the hat. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's still going to come down to a popularity contest because what they want you to do is tell all of your friends to go to their website and vote, which then gets all of your audience into their website. And then your audience votes for your show. Because realistically, and most audiences are uh, like, if your audience tune, like says, "Hey, this guy's super interesting. I want to go listen to his podcast." The, the honestly, the the likelihood that that happens is not very high because uh, people are in their comfort zone. They chose this for a reason, and a lot of people don't move over. Uh, it is good for diehard podcast listeners, but you have to think now in this podcast game, everyone has like their six shows they listen to, and it's hard. It's really, really hard to get that new li- listener to maybe stop listening to something they listen to to then jump over to your show. And if, and, and if anyone does, thank you. I appreciate it. And if anyone from my audience jumped over to yours, that's sick. But the likelihood of it is very, very small, especially because, like I said, people are in their comfort zone. Uh, and, if, and if they don't have a hyperlink that says like Beetlejuice, click here, click here, click here, they normally don't. But it's just, it's just a money-grabbing scheme. Like if I, if I get recognized to be a good podcast, it's because... like someone who has a, a, a legit reputable website um, went out of their way, listened to it and said, oh, they're good and gave me a plug rather than me having to go fill out a form for you to go listen to me. Um, that happened for us on Banging Beers where there's a, a beer community from Pittsburgh and it's that's Pittsburgh's not close, man. It's like a three, four hour drive from me. And they, uh, because they're a beer website, they went and listened and they have their own podcast too. But they went and listened to like the top, like a bunch of podcasts from this area in Pennsylvania and they just doing their research and doing what a a reputable website should do. And uh, they listened to us and they gave us a really nice write up and a really nice review. And, and it got us a lot of new listeners. And I think that has more impact than those grab things. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think a lot of that is just like, and, and, and it sucks because like people who do podcasts and they put a lot of effort like people like us, we get to the point where we get desperate. And then we get preyed on by people like that, and it just it it it, uh, it kind of it really annoys me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I think it's a scummy <laughs> thing to do. It but is. We live in a world where scum scumminess is what what uh is the way to grow. And I hopefully one day uh, the consumer realizes, let's stop making stupid people famous and and reward people for their hard work. You know? Exactly. I'm I'm right there with you, man. Because yeah, people people who bust their ass every day, twenty four seven doing what they love, you know, working their job. They should basically, it's like, be recognized for what they do and not, they, you know, someone who don't do anything 
yeah. shouldn't be recognized at all because like they don't Facebook is Facebook is now after only a couple months get rid of podcasts on their platform. They are. Yep, they're going to get rid of podcasts and they're going to start limiting who can actually upload videos and content on their pages too. No way. Yep, and then Twitter's going to get to a point where you have to pay to be verified. <laughs> Elon Musk. Yep. He's got to make that money back somehow. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's tough, man. That's why when I always tell like people like if you're like the, your listeners, if you if you if you support this show, um a share word of mouth is definitely going to grow more than anything else because we're stuck as content creators who are not who are not famous or who can't afford to pay to get a big name on our show or have the exposure to tell somebody with a big name to be like, "Hey, I have 300,000 YouTube subscribers. Come to my channel." Because that's that's really the only way people are going to um take you seriously um here's a great example once again this is not trash talking this is not saying that i think i'm better or i'm bitter that he he has what he has because i respect him tremendously i think he's very good at what he does he's been on our show but chris van fleet i was at a wrestling show with chris and i was working a meet and greet with the talent um and just like in small conversation we usually comes up like hey how like do you work this promotion and i say no like I'm not ownership or anything here. I'm just, I'm just a guy who runs a podcast that they liked enough to come in and do commentary. And, and I feel like I want to help out more. So I help them with meet and greets and I sit with somebody and make sure that fans don't um, ask for too much or all that fun things, you know, like the handler type thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they usually hear that and nine times out of 10, they go, all right, cool. Like, oh, cool. Another podcaster. You know what I mean? Cause everybody in the world has a podcast. Um, but then Chris Van Fleet was there and we're, both podcasters, except I'm I'm working my local promotion, handling a wrestler, and he is someone who's down the line signing autographs, and uh, and and great. I'm very very happy and proud for him. But it's just like, well, if the promoter, if the promoter and everyone there who I'm promoting via my podcast would would be like, yo, this is our guy, and put the momentum and the machine behind our stuff, I can be at the same level as that. Not saying they have to. I'm just saying that's how it, it. That's how easy it really can be. But the same person I was doing handling with, I I just said I did a podcast and he didn't care. But then when Chris went up and said, "Hey, I'd love you on my show. I have 300,000 YouTube subscribers," the guy was on the show two weeks later. You know, and it's 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 like I said, it's not it's not easy. So when you share or you tell people to like or subscribe, even if you don't have. And I'm not saying he doesn't, but not, when you have more followers and more in, in action, interaction and likes, it is a lot easier for you to get the guests you want because you have that leverage to be like, I have an audience, you know. So, and and that's and that, I think a lot of people miss that point when they uh, support small art. Mm-hmm. They like they bands. do. If a band wants to get booked at a show, if they're a band who has 13 followers on Facebook, a promoter's gonna be like, Yeah, you can't sell me a ticket. You know what I mean? So you and you know, as all as a, as a content creator, too, you have to grow those numbers, you know. Yeah. But it does help for the listeners to do the word of mouth and share and tell people that why they like their the stuff they listen to. Mm-hmm. It does, it does. Like um, Chris, he he followed me on Twitter. Wow, not too long ago, just out of the blue, bam, he He's followed. He's a great me. guy. He yeah. and from what I've seen from interviews and everything that he does and who he talks to, Robin Nelson met him a few weeks ago at a convention up in, uh, I think it was Indianapolis there at the, uh, one of the cons there. And he got to talk to him briefly and he asked, he had Robin, Robin, I love when he throws out these questions because it's like something that 
he he asked that no one else really does. He's one of those guys. He pulls something from left field. You're like, whoa, I didn't expect that. He basically asked Chris, uh, if, if I can re- remember from the interview, brief interview, he asked Chris, "Is like, what do you do on your time when you're not away, when you're not doing any of this stuff? And working Chris, out. <laughs> working out. He actually, likes craft beer, too. <laughs> Chris, Chris actually said he he likes the strangest thing. He said people's going to think he's you know crazy for this though, but he loves cast fishing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He, he has yeah. his own company. It's called it's called Woo ba- Woo Woo something. Yeah, it, I, I I didn't expect that. I yeah. didn't expect that. And I, I he's was a big movie buff too. He loves movies. You see, I I didn't know any of this stuff, and I'm like, this he is actually neat. trained to be an independent wrestler at one time as well. I kind of figured he did maybe at one point or was in yep. the wrestling business. I didn't know that. He was a backyard wrestler. Oh. <laughs> in, in the old great state uh, country of Canada. Oh, eh. <laughs> if you guys want to hear a Chris Van Fleet interview, head over to Tornado Tag Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you did ask him, I've seen him on a, a podcast that you know, that don't have that many numbers and they reached out to him and he got on the show there. And at the beginning of it, the the host was like, Oh man, I can't believe you, you know, I asked you to do this and you're on here. And he said from one podcaster to another, I was like, okay, he, he respects podcasting. So absolutely. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a really good guy. I, I would, told him the first time I met him, I said, Hey man, keep, keep me a, keep a chair warm for me at the top. I'm coming. <laughs> and he started laughing and then he, he checked out our content and he was like yeah you guys are you guys are doing well like you guys have a, a nice little setup your equipment's nice your mics sound nice i was like i appreciate that man um he's a, he's a good dude I, I 10 out of 10 recommend listen to his podcast and uh, also if you see him out there go talk to him he's a really good guy he I is. watched him i if you go listen uh, to his podcast or watch it i was actually there like like literally probably within two arms lengths away when he was interviewing maven nice Nice. Like I watched that interview before it hit the internet. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's like I saw it live. It's like y'all have to watch it. I saw it live. <laughs> and it was very funny because I, I was watching it and I was looking at it like the whole time he's recording, I was looking at his equipment and I was like, mm, that's a very bare minimum equipment. And I own every piece that he's using. Right. And I thought to myself, like, I'm there. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he has a way better editor and all that other stuff, or maybe he does it himself. I don't know. I don't want to judge. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, when it comes to equipment wise, I, I, a lot of the equipment I use is exactly what he does. No, nice. I, you showed me some of the equipment that you have there, which I love because I, I'm going to have to need to get a new mixer. I was talking to my wife. I said, man, this inbox, it's, I've had it since 2014 and it's been great though, but, I just did last week. I recorded my 250th episode. Congratulations. Thanks. And that 250 episode is going to be different from anything else, from anything I've done before, because I had a, I had a appearance, a returning guest or former co-host come back who hasn't been on since episode 100 and a guest who hasn't been on the podcast in six years. <laughs> he was on like episode I think 14 back in the day. So yeah. he came back here on the 250. 
all, all of a sudden, it just, just showed up on my doorstep, giving a little preview here. Just they both showed up. I was suspecting someone else, and then I got this person. And I'm like, but this is what the podcast is going to be tonight. How is he going to fit into this? And I had to sit there and think for a minute. It's like, how am I going to do this, man? All, on the fly, I was like, I got it. This is what we're planned. You can chime in on it. Do you know anything about this? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Have a seat. Have a drink. Let's do this. So we sat right here and we recorded it. But my other mic, for some damn reason, and I, I it's like I have to keep pushing the, the guest I had on. <laughs> it's like I had to keep moving the mic. I had to do like the Joe, Joe Rogan reference. It's like keep it a fist to the face, you know, so we can hear. And I always say the hang 10. Yeah. Hang 10. Away. <laughs> that's a good one i, I, I like when i watch podcasts and they're talking they're literally yeah swallowing they're like and they're fucking yeah. breathing i'm like fucking you can't hear that in your ears like you i can't know hear your your fucking chin gargle like come on man back up <laughs> yeah and then of course you know you got the ones that are way back here and you know how yeah. this sounds like well that's this. the funny thing like now yeah. with these, like this microphone i have i'm on it right but if i go over here obviously in my head i can't hear that so yeah. like and then someone's like why does it sound like that because like, your face is in front of a microphone <laughs> yeah yeah Damn. yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy how that mic does that and of course i i got to pull out this mic which i found for like you know, like at a at a used like thrift store for right, like nothing. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh my goodness! What's the brand on that? This is a. It looks um, like it's two ounces. Like it looks like it's so light. <laughs> it's a mini me mic. Actually, look at the name. Radio Shack. <laughs> oh my god! I can only imagine what that sounds like. Oh man, yeah. This is. I, I had to modify the hookup here. You know? Oh my God! It's three millimeter. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, uh, yeah. That that was what the third person was using, and I tell you, when we're doing mic checks, it sounded great. But the recording, oh man! I had to go in there. I had to turn up the. I had to amplify some stuff, man. I had to amplify some. Yeah, there's no preamps on that mic. Oh God, no, no. It's just like this other one here. This one's a nether. Uh, this other mic I got right here is a Radio Shack. I can't get it loose, but it's a Radio Shack one too, man. It has an on-off switch. And I left my other good mics. I have two other good mics and mic stands. I left them over at Chris Carnage's house. He has them still because I was running around here. I'm like, oh, fuck. Where the hell is my shit at? And I'm looking and looking and I thought, and I was like, think back, think back. I'm like, damn it. They're at his house. Son of a bitch. I'm like, yeah, he, he lives mental, too far. I have far. mental breakdowns when I don't have my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I literally, every, like, I had a podcast uh, uh, at my buddy's place on Monday, and uh, I I literally pack up every single, th except what you see on the, like, if you're watching the podcast, everything you see on the table stays on the table. That does not, that never leaves. The mixing board, the mics, I have a to-go setup. And my to-go setup, I could do either with microphones or I could do it with wireless mics. And I bring everything just in case something fails. Because if something fails, I will have a nervous breakdown. I yeah. can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> that's that's the worst. That's the worst thing. There. What is the worst thing that's ever technically that went wrong when you were doing a podcast? Like 
Oh, before, I think, during I think every podcaster has done this because I think most people when they start podcasting, they podcast with a mixer or something where it goes from your a mixing board. If your mixing board doesn't record natively, uh, nine times out of ten, people buy a mixing board, their first one, and then it runs USB into your computer, and then you open up Audacity or GarageBand and you record. So for me, it was Audacity. And if you don't check your source on your Audacity program, you could record an entire episode from your laptop speaker or your microphone. So, And I've known tons of podcasters who've done it where you record a whole episode and you go back and you're like, why does it sound like shit? And you're like, oh, because we never changed the source because we were rushing. Hey, that's that's right. I I noticed that right there on the source thing. Yeah, Audacity. I used to use that back in the day, but... I would I would make sure and check just to make sure that I had the source because when yep. I'm going through a program, I'm looking at it and I'm like, check, check, this is checked. Okay, this is good. But have you, you another, haven't had another like- big one I had too is early on, if you go back and listen to early interviews with everyday people, so I went out and bought uh microphones with my first set of money and I bought uh cardio mics and card a cardio mic. In, in a nutshell, because I'm not an expert, is essentially a mic that just sucks up all the room noise. So it's designed to take in a large of uh, uh, the, the 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 so the, like a microphone, a dynamic mic has a small cone that you have to be on. So if you're st- on the mic like this, it works. If you go over here, you can't hear it. So a cardio mic, I can be anywhere on it and it'll pick me up. Um, they're great mics, but if you have a sound controlled room and everything like that, so we used to just take one mic and stick it in the middle of the table and just all talk into it, and it was. Awful. It was awful. It, it was because you had to constantly like adjust because if so one person talked quiet, you're like, yo, talk up louder. It's not picking you up. And then they're uncomfortably talking loud. It was just not ideal. But then we used to also take the mixing board and we would run the outlines into a camera. So the, the audio went to the camera so you didn't have to do it later. And I didn't know for the first like four episodes of interviews with everyday people that you have to adjust the microphone gain on your camera because what your audio is putting out and what the microphone's already on the camera is designed for, you can be overmodulated. So I did an interview with my dad early on that just audio wise is is god awful. Uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't I left it up too because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave this up because I think it shows growth and I think it shows my my growth as a podcaster and I, I and I, it, it bothered me to have it up there. But I think once you get past the audio stuff, it's it's technically it's a great conversation. But yeah, that's that was another hiccup for me. It just it's all learning, man. Like all of this stuff, I've never been an audio guy, never been a video guy, never edited before in my life, and I'm just self taught and still learning. You know, mm-hmm. that just like me when I when I started doing audio, I I was using Audacity, and I went through a little bit of that right there. I was trying to find a, like the great program. And it took me a long time, a lot of searching. I would just spend hours, just hours on the computer, just searching, searching. And I finally found the program. And I, I've been using this since 2016. And it's it's worked great. It's definitely worked great. I still, use, I still use Audacity to go through and edit and amplify and use that right there. And what I like about Audacity is they added a couple of plugins. They added a plugin where you can drop in videos. And because before, without the plugin, you can't do that. You can't just take a video and drop it in there and turn it to an audio file, which I would do with live streams. I would take my live streams, take it, drop it into Audacity, and go through and edit that. And 
it's it's one of those programs I've been using since 2005. <laughs> That's how long I've been using that damn program. But you mentioned about wrestling on the weekends. Did you catch any wrestling this weekend? Uh, yeah, I was at uh, Outbreak Wrestling in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. How, that that venue is the legendary Hamburg Fieldhouse. Uh, that's used that used to be the old uh, Vince Senior spot um, back in the territory days. Um, when you go in that building, the ring lights that are above that are still hanging there are of Vince Senior's ring lights. They're still there. The chairs in that building are the original chairs. Uh, if you watch a, an old promo on YouTube of Dusty Rhodes cutting a promo, how the house is going to be jumping, baby, like that—that that was filmed in a in that arena. Um, nice. Trying to more history. We did a whole history episode on it uh, when Piper hit Snooker with the coconut was yes. in that building. Uh, a lot of history in that building, and uh, that's where, that's where the show was. I, I got I got fortunate enough to do commentary there a few times. Um, yeah, so that's where I was. I, I'm I'm having a brain fart real quick. I'll be pulled up real quick so I give the the proper. Um, plugs where plugs are due. Um, there was a seminar. The show was good. I had a really good time. Um, Outbreak Wrestling is a great time. They they are on YouTube if you ever want to go check them out. But they're at Outbreak Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, they and then they do a con every year called the Legends of Hamburg. Um, feel like the Legends of Hamburg, and they bring all these old legends in. Uh, last year was crazy. I met a lot of really cool people. Um, that's actually where I met Chris Van Fleet the first time. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome awesome venue. I had a really good time. Uh, the show before that for that company was at the Monster Factory in New Jersey, where like Adam Cole and Preston Vance, as you know him as Ten on uh, on uh, I don't know what that beat was. Sorry, um, was all was, it came out of there. So it's really fun. Um, the seminar, I know it's here. Where you at? Come on, come on, internet. Um, the seminar was um, Alice in Danger. She did a seminar and uh, she beat the garbage out of everybody. It was pretty fun to watch. Um, and then the other seminar, uh, the other seminar, I shouldn't know this. I'm going to be honest, but I'm having a brain fart. Um, commentator for he did New Japan commentating and all that stuff. Um, sorry, Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was okay. I was doing commentary with Kevin Kelly right over my shoulder, which is uh, nice. Was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it, it was then, terrifying and, for you. <laughs> Oh my god, the guy's a legend. Um, and then uh, I'm just, yes, I, I apologize, I don't remember his name because I, I have so much going on. Um, but the uh, and then uh, Carrie, Carrie Sulkin showed up to hang out for the, a little bit, so I got to see Carrie again. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, it was a great show. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I did this weekend. Nice. I watched uh, Black Label Pro. I love Black Label Pro. I love the shows they come out and do. And here recently, last month. Billy Stark, I guess for that promotion, went heel. <laughs> yeah, she went heel. She wrestled against who the hell did she wrestle against? Oh, um, last month she wrestled um ah, damn. He he managed the Road Warriors. Um Elring. Um Paul Elring's daughter, Rachel. Rachel. She's yeah. she's she's super nice. I met her a few times. She wrestled her. And she pulled an injury angle, and uh, she did a dirty pin to win. You're like, Billy, what's going on? And she got a mic. She got a heel promo, said she's tired of being nice, and she's doing things her way, and and she got booed. I was like, wow, Billy's went heel. And then th uh, this past Saturday, Black Label Pro, she wrestled Dan the Dad. 
I'm starting to like Dan the Dad because he gets a good pop, man, and he's he's pretty good. I don't know if you've seen him before, but uh-huh. Billy Billy wrestled Dan the Dad, and Billy Billy uh, did a pulled a page out of Ric Flair's book to win that one. <laughs> She did. She got a bad response, and it just—I—I I, I like seeing this. My my five year old loves Billy, but she got all upset, and she ran to me, and she said, "Why is Billy doing this?" I said, "Billy's bad right now." I said, "Billy's going through some changes right now, yeah. but hopefully she'll be good again." She's being bad, and she's like, I, "She's like Billy did this, Billy did that." I said, "Don't you do that." <laughs> Don't you do what she did. I said, it's not nice. I said, Billy's going through some changes. And she's like, I want Billy to be good. (laughs) My five-year-old just getting all mad. And she's sitting there watching, you know, this match here. And she says to me, she said, I like Billy. Billy's pretty. I was like, cool. I was like, I like, like, send that. I I wish I had that on video. Just send to Billy. I'd be like, look, you got a new, you got a fan. My five-year-old loves you. But you're bad, so she don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But what's that? Check your phone. Check my phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was the promotion I was at. I'll be at in a couple of weeks. I'll be at PPW. Um, that'll be another one that'd be really cool. They just announced the card for that one. I can kind of run through. Uh, actually, the show I just did will be on Fight TV very soon. Uh, that one had Alpha Junior versus Jay Lethal. Um, it had Lance Archer versus Mike Orlando, which wrestled. They went all around the building. Um, Action Andretti. Um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. Everybody. Uh, Dante Martin and uh, uh, Griffin McCoy and Jordan Oliver from GCW uh, will uh, will all be. We're, we're all in a, um, a four way match where the, it was just high flying all over the place. But that'll be on Fight TV very soon. But uh, people that will be at that next show will be Chris Bay, Ritz Swan, um, Cole Cabana, uh, Killian, a big Damo, which is AKA Killian Dane, um, Sean Molta, um, the Mecca Brian Johnson, Gia Scott, and Josh Josh Woods and Tasha Steele will all be there. So a lot of ROH people as well as some big names. But yeah, that's what we'll be doing commentary next. Um, so if you're if you're local or if you're listening to this or you want to check it out on Fight TV, just search PPW Entertainment. I'm gonna have to man. I, I want to hear you in commentary. That I, I do want to hear you on commentary. So I'm gonna. I just I just on my uh, on my. So if if you're if people are listening to this and this is not a knock or anything, but I do I do uh, starting to limit who I let on my personal Facebook page because I'm getting close to that five thousand limit and and I plan on do meeting having more people in my life. But if I don't really know you, I don't accept it. But I do have a like page that you can go follow Anthony Blackwood Jr. But I just did commentary with a friend called Pete DeLong. And uh, he has a YouTube channel, and we did uh, a match. And he kind of does like a intro. He does a really great job. Check his YouTube page out. But he does like he gives you the whole rundown on the two wrestlers, and then the match before, like on the before the match, and the match that he pr- he premiered was uh, a match that we did commentary on. So if you want to check it out completely free on YouTube and help out a friend, you can go on my Facebook page, Anthony Blackwell Jr. And uh, I, I have it linked up there. It's the, the Pete DeLong. I forget exactly what it's called. I apologize. I'm a bad friend right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on there. And, and and Pete is honestly one of my favorite commentary partners to work with. And the guy has been a complete stud. And I've been working with him now for a while at this promotion and close to me called The Sanctuary, where it's a uh, it's an old church. They convert it into a wrestling venue. And uh, you're, the champion there is currently Ace Austin. 
So it's it's a cool promo and a uh, cool building and a lot of really big names come in there. Like HC Loke is there a lot. Um, Jamie Senegal, um, some names that actually came out of like that came out of there. In the PJ past. Savage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonny Kiss came out of there. MJF was there at one point in time. Britt Baker won a women's tournament there way back in the day. So it's a promotion that uh, it's a great way to go learn and and hone your craft. And they've been really crucial for me in getting my ribs in at commentary. And Pete has been my right hand man there. Nice. I I love it because I think it's cool, Anthony, that you got your own network. You got all these great, amazing shows. You're also working in wrestling, doing commentary, which I did at one point in my life. I did commentary. I still every once in a while get the itch. I just wish I could just go back and do it, though. But uh, <laughs> Pull the trigger, whatever. man. You never know. Life's yeah. too short. I just need to find a promotion, but um, I may. It's just I, I get the itch, and I, I just love that. I I enjoy everything that you're doing and what's going on and stuff, but um at the beginning of the program, you did mention about Star Wars and you mentioned about horror podcast. You mentioned a few weeks ago on, I forget which show it was. Was it not cool in high school? You mentioned all, they all these. They all blend together. Yeah, they give you a little more. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned about all these new shows coming out because you mentioned yes, about that's doing. Not cool in high school. So, Not Cool in High School is going to have three spinoff shows. Uh, two of them will involve me, one of them will not, um, which is fine. I love that. Please still go support it. But the, the one that won't have me in it will be the Not Cool in High School Disney. And that'll be Nikolai and his brother Anthony will be doing Disney in chronological order. So they're going to start for the very first Disney movie and go all the way through. Um, now, when we say Disney, we're going to say Disney Pixar. They're, they're going to stay away from Star Wars. You know, they're going to stay out of our territory. That's gang warfare. Uh, <laughs> and then. Um, and 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 they're and then when like a new movie comes out, they're gonna sneak it in there. So they're not gonna wait for the new movie until the very end. They're like, if it's brand new and it's topical, they're gonna put it in. Um, but they're gonna be doing not cool in high school uh, Disney. Um, there's really no set dice on those when they're gonna drop. It'll just be like bonus content. Then we have not cool in high school horror. Um, I think we're gonna be filming that sometime maybe this weekend. I'm not sure yet. They're they're gonna be kind of like pop up shows. They'll just kind of appear. Um, that's me and my wife. And then we're going to be doing Not Cool in High School Star Wars, where me and Andy from Bang and Beers podcast are going to go through with some guests and talk about Star Wars trilogies or the nice. Star Wars franchise. Yes. Nice. I'm looking forward to these shows, man, because I was I was tuning in live when you announced them. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Anthony has just raised the bar on what he does with these shows. And I love how they're just going to pop out there. All of a sudden, you're on social network media. And bam, there it is. It's like, check it out. You have to check it out. And I, I'm going to throw this out there. You ever talk about clerks? You ever do a review, talk about clerks? I want to be on, on that, man. I, I watched it back in the day, 1994. So I want to yeah. throw that out there. So hit me you, up. You if you your flag. Uh, you, you got the spot. The best way I can tell people is we always love to have guests on. Um, it won't be every single time. So I won't say like anyone who asks is going to get on, but we are very open to having guests on. It does help to have a setup like, like, like Everett does. Um, <laughs> so you at least sound good. But if you follow our social medias and we promote like, hey, we're this week, we're talking... For example, we just had The Wizard of Oz. You're really passionate about that movie and you know a lot of fun facts about it. By all means, uh, you, the guest spot is yours. Or we, like I said, we have that live chat element. So if you follow any of the podcasts, you can tune in live and chat. And we will pop your comments in the chat. And we will interact as if you're part of the show. So we, we encourage people all the time to come check it out. 
like I said, interviews with everyday people usually is every Monday. Uh, we flip back and forth between uh, Knockle and High School on Tuesdays with uh, Truth Behind Illusion, which is like our paranormal conspiracy cryptid. So we talk about like, so the next we just did Love Sex Magic. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and then we also will next in two weeks be talking about the Jersey Devil. We're going to talk the history of the Jersey Devil. Um, Wednesdays, we're usually off or I'm doing amazing things where I'm joining the Lee Everett show. Uh, the Everett Lee show. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I have a friend named Lee Everett and I can't flip. My brain cannot flip it back. My dyslexia it, kicks in. It's good, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday is our tornado tag. That's usually eight, every, every night at 8 o'clock. Um, and then Sundays is banging beers. So anything on the IWP network that I run, that's it. We do have other great shows. Uh, Stay Doomed Pullbox Pals, which Stay Doomed watches old TV shows that only lasted a couple seasons, and they review it so you don't have to, and they tell you what happened, and they, they figure out if it should have stayed dead or not, or Stay Doomed. Uh, Pullbox Pals is another one where my buddy Tim and his, and his co-host... Um, will review their comic book pools. They go to a comic book store, they get their pools, they read it, and they talk about it and see if you'd be interested in reading those comics as well. And then um, Welcome Back, which is one of my favorite podcasts, to a buddy podcast with two friends, and they're, they, they don't get to see each other very often because they live so far apart. But they use the podcast as a way to stay connected and talk to each other as friends and have really fun conversations. So that's everything on the network. And uh, if you check it out, iwepnetwork.com. I would really appreciate it. We do have merchandise and all that fun stuff. But before you go buy anything, just listen to the show. Reviews, let us know. Feedback's always there. And you can always tune in live and check us out. Nice. Thank you so much, Anthony. I, I appreciate this. and uh, I, dude, Thank you for having me. I, like I said, uh, real respect's real. And I know the work and effort and time and money it goes into doing this. And you've been doing it even longer than I have. And, uh, and I respect your craft, man. And the door's always open on my end. And uh, like Versa, if you ever need me to talk about something on your show, I'm always down, man. I appreciate it, man. I'll, I can, I can think of a, a lot of things that I do want to talk about and stuff because listening to you talking about different, you know, topics and stuff is kind of inspired me to like, you know what, I should do an episode just talking about that because I think it'd be great. But I think you have a platform where you you have a nice thing because it's it's your name. You know what I mean? You're not pigeonholed into wrestling. You're not pigeonholed. You can talk whatever you want to talk, and that's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I'm really kind of wish, wish I did that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but uh, <laughs> but I have so many other co-hosts and other things that uh, it's nice for them to have their own representation. And they're all not all grouped together, so that's kind of why I did it. You know. Because yeah. this way, if one person's show blows up, they're like, well, it's it's when I'm on, it's good. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that'll ever happen, but it's nice to have your own, like, one show is not colliding with the other where they have to fight for time. And if we have separate shows, they can all uh, have their own stake and take ownership. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here on episode 249, which I want to mention right here that next week will be episode 250 of the release show. And like I was talking about earlier with uh, Anthony here, that I've done something that I've not done before that everyone should check out when that podcast comes out because 250, it's going to be great because it's something that needs to be discussed that has not been discussed. And... It's going to be a great episode, and honestly, tonight, this has been a great episode right here with my guest, Anthony Blackwell Jr. of the IWEP Network, and 
You can check out more great podcasts on podcastcity.net. Head over to Facebook, Podcast City Network, Twitter at Podcast City Net. And Everett Lee, you can follow me on Facebook, Everett Lee Show, Twitter at the Everett Lorescore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee, YouTube, Everett Lee. And portions of this audio podcast can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Amazon Music, and right here on Podbeam. Did you know thing that app, uh, um, iHeart is doing? Where like if someone listens on iHeart, they can send you an audio message and then the podcast actually listens to it. It's almost like if you were live, but you're not live, where your, your audience can hit a microphone. So if they're listening and then we say like clerks and they're like, no, it was 96, they can hit a button and then you'll get an alert of what they said when they said it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just did a commercial. But listen, I'm going to cut out. Uh, thank you so much. I'll let you close your show up here. I love you, man. Seriously, keep grinding, keep pushing, and keep doing what you're doing. All right. I appreciate it. Have a good night, man. <laughs> All right. I'll see you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Anthony Blackwell Jr. And uh, I'm Everett Lee signing off. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you again next week for the 250th episode of The Everett Lee Show. Peace. Peace.